Welcome to My Mind is an unconventional podcast that invites you into the minds, lives, and practices of creatives in a space where everyone is welcome. I'm your host, Julia, and I'm an emerging artist in my early 20s dedicated to infiltrating the contemporary art scene through candid conversations between myself and other people pursuing creative lifestyles in this digital age. On today's episode, I am interviewing a dear friend of mine who is also from the UNGR department. No, not everyone on here will be from the UNGR department, but it is how I know a lot of artists in the contemporary art world. I am interviewing Peyton Holly today. She is an incredible painter, and like I said, a dear friend, and also she's really freaking funny, and our relationship is very much like sarcastic banter, but we do get into some deeper topics today too even though we do have a lot of like humor and just silliness sprinkled into the episode but we do touch on topics of mental health and being perfectionist in the art world like having perfectionism and I just I'm really excited for everyone to listen to this episode and I think there's some important topics and also hopefully you'll laugh a little bit so here we go let's get started we're cursing the world with our words well the way I like to say it is you know we're changing the world but we're not necessarily changing it in a good or bad way I mean it's just we're manipulating it yeah absolutely I like to gaslight the world okay (laughs) that's what my podcast is about just gaslighting the world one person at a time oh my god I, too. I think i'm i think i'm ready i think i'm recording on both i just always like to like start it ahead that way i'm like it's like it's like kind of nerve-wracking to look at it you don't have anxiety do you have anxiety do you know me you do yes but not just like, like it's, <laughs> i've got more but it's like it's like okay i feel like i just have anxiety like i don't have depression oh well, I saw they were on sale. You so said I'm gonna buy one, get one ten, get like get ten free. So it's like that's that's what I got. You know? Um, I, I really don't feel like I struggle with depression. Um, but it I it struggles with you. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I I feel like I don't. I'm more anxious, like all the time though. Okay, like and like really bad. Okay, <laughs> but depression's like not on your bingo sheet. No, yeah, not really. Honestly, that's I've always amazing. said I don't feel sad, but that's like not true. I definitely do get sad. I guess this is the start of the podcast. This is not what I was going to start it with, but I'm just like, we're, <laughs> we're just like, talking. Look, we're not going to talk about trauma. It's like, okay, I think I may have depression, but I'm not sure. Can you help me out? Like, my anxiety is crippling me right now. Um, I just have bad anxiety where I have really, like, um, intrusive thoughts. Okay. I have really intrusive thoughts yeah. all the time about what everyone else is thinking and doing and saying. And, like, not even, like, they think I'm ugly, but more of, like... I don't know how to explain it. So specifically social anxiety. The I think. The subcategory. Is that? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then I think, no, I'm social. I don't have social anxiety. But then when you're in a group. I don't love that. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, that makes, yeah. I get it. No, but like I do if, they're, if I feel safe around them. Okay. So what makes you feel unsafe in a group? Do you feel safe around everyone? That you mean? No, but I fake it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Just two gals with social anxiety <laughs> telling the other they're normal. <laughs> so, um, Peyton pierced your ears for me today. I did. I grew up thinking that I was never going to pierce my ears, and then I ran into this crackhead, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to support my friend. So we just got back from the dragon's den of all places, <laughs> had my ears pierced. I... <laughs> 
I hope you know I love you. <laughs> Only love would do this. Oh, yeah. They look good. Thank you. They're little I studs. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, well. I, I, I designed one earring, and Peyton texts me and is like, I'm piercing my ears for you. And I was like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> and then earlier you were saying that your best friend of like your entire life has been trying to convince you to pierce your ears and you were like I said I didn't even convince and then you like yeah. then I met you I said but I didn't convince you you I just know. told yeah. me to come with you because you're you didn't do a dang thing but I'm like I'm doing this for you you better come and then we you know went to the dragon's den and we just had a <laughs> good old little time nothing good ever happens at the dragon's den <laughs> she can make t-shirts like they're um what is it titty tuesday oh yeah so yep you know, if what you're was it, 40 bucks, it was for 20 bucks per nipple. Oh, wow. So if you're in the, um, Dawsonville area, <laughs> be on the lookout and be on the lookout next week. They are doing Thursday though. It's titty Thursday. Yeah. We just wanted to keep you abreast on the changes. Yeah. <laughs> so Peyton, do you want to introduce yourself? I mean, I think I've done a proper job of introducing okay, myself already. This is true. Normally, but... <laughs> normally I'll ask like my guests, I'll ask them like, yeah, like, what's your, not, like, your art bio, but, like, what are you, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what are you? I still don't know how to answer I that. have my ears pierced. <laughs> um, oh, like, yeah, like, what are, like, yeah, what, like, what do you do? What kind of art do you make? Um, how'd you get into art? Like, yeah, maybe, I, that's, like, a lot of questions at once, but just, like, yeah, your, art, at the moment. your artist bio, if some, on an elevator pitch, you met an artist, and they're like, oh, do you do art? What would you say? Okay, yeah. Uh, first, I would panic. I would throw up a little bit. <laughs> the social anxiety <laughs> would set in. Uh, no, but my name's Peyton Holly. Um, I'm currently getting my BFA in drawing and painting with a minor in art history. So that's exciting. Lots of grad school ahead, which I'm actually very excited about, uh, which is a good thing, because otherwise that would be a living hell. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I actually, I don't think I've told you this. I <gasps> went in as a digital arts major. And that was primarily, primarily a fear-based decision. I've heard this uh, from so many artists. Yes. I thought, like, th I guess this is the way art is going. Everything's going to be oh digital. Oh, my God. There's, like, no reason for me to, like, think of anything, anything else. And I honestly, maybe even a semester in, just doing... The basic things i'm like i really enjoy holding a pencil you know like, it's just like something not about, a mouse like, yeah just like having that just pencil and paper and thinking traditionally in that way was life-changing because i you don't necessarily have an undo button you are the undo button mm. and that freaked me i'm out. undoing myself every day I, oh, <laughs> ever yeah. since i am completely unraveling with every painting i do um but yes, I came in as digital art, but then over time I've come to appreciate just the act of drawing and painting and mm. just the tradition of that and all the history we have and learning from that. Um, I My painting style is, it changes, and I'm trying to... It's good. It's, <laughs> you know, I, and I wouldn't say that, thank you. But it, it does change a lot. I think... A lot of my work is really gestural. Um, mm -hmm. I've only been painting for like a year and a half, so I'm still like really early on. And <laughs> don't panic, you're I'm fine. Like, what? <laughs> no, everyone's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, kind of. You're like, like but I've dedicated my life to this. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't sleep, so yeah. you know, that helps in the process. And, some and if ways. you sleep, it's here in oh, the yeah. bomb. Absolutely. At yeah. UNG it in is. the art yep. building. Little cot with my name on it. You know? <laughs> but, um, 
So very gestural. Yes, yes very gestural work. Um, I really enjoy the figure, even though all of last semester I did landscapes. I think it was just to torture myself. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really excited, though, because I've started to get more into the figure. And I'm trying different mediums, things like that. So taking watercolor right now has been really good. Um, just pushing myself in those areas. And I have about a year and a half left on my degree. So I still have time to kind of narrow these things down. And I'm still not holding myself to any particular medium or things like that but mm -hmm. trying to actually enjoy experimenting because mm -hmm. i am very hard on myself and my work mm. so trying to be a little bit more lenient and patient with myself yeah but that's kind of where i am right now like enjoying the process oh yeah i really struggle with that and i had one professor that saw me having a little mental breakdown over in the corner and <laughs> She told little. me, I, I, yeah, mine are never actually She's like, little. it's every day. Oh, yeah, it's literally every class. And um, I, uh, she said, just think of it as a study. And I'm like, okay, and that's when I do that my best. That changed, like, everything. Yeah, that's when I do my best work is when I think I do not have this much writing on this one piece. Like, I think everything yeah. has to be an absolute masterpiece. And most of my stuff, in my mind, isn't. So mm. I think being able to view uh, just a perspective shift in how I view my mm -hmm. art, because I can look at everyone else's and praise it. But then I look at mine and I, you know, start to take a lighter to it. And it's just I yeah, I'm, a, I'm run over. I, it. I, I am. I have burned canvases before. What? Yes, I you know, I'm unhinged, <laughs> but not even not even painting over it. Just oh, like I, I have there is some art that does not exist because I've had little mental breakdowns and you've so. covered it and destroyed it mm -hmm. what will make you like destroy a piece like what what brings you to the breaking point like why like why has it gotten mm. to that you know, can i call my therapist real quick <laughs> phone a friend <laughs> you're like i need my lawyer here i need my lawyer here oh, yeah man. i mean if that's like too too much i don't know no, no i mean i think it's i get very overwhelmed by like, I love my, I love what I do, but mm -hmm. I also get very overwhelmed because I hold myself to very high standards, which most of the times are typically unattainable. Yeah. We and call that I, childhood trauma. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's me, baby. <laughs> Five foot ten, piercing my ears for a friend of the dragon's den. <laughs> Literally pierced the ears and like drove straight here <laughs> to record the episode. Oh man. Just. Yep. Absolutely unhinged. So, yeah, like, I guess, like, okay, well, what maybe a better question would be, like, what would make you n feel satisfied with the painting? Mm. Like, what would make you say, I'm not going to burn this <laughs> and pee on it? <laughs> I'm not going to no, destroy this and I in myself. I haven't done that in a, in a long time. And by a long time, I mean maybe two years. So <laughs> okay. I think we're doing okay. Character growth. But <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. I, I college has definitely shifted my perspective in my own artwork and recognizing that not everything has to be something perfect. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of a sketchbook to me, I still wrestle with that. Like 
the idea of thumbnail sketches, I get way too detailed mm. in them. Or it's just a couple lines, and I'm like, I just want to get started on I the I am the thing, same so. way. I'm like, I don't want to spend time on the thumbnail almost. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like child's drawing. Because mm-hmm. I just need, I'm like, just like basic shape composition. Like, I'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll look up to a professor, and I'm like, how does this look? And they're like, I, that's like three lines. And I'm like, you don't see it? You don't see it? You don't you know? see it? Do you yeah. not understand my vision? No, like, let me just start on the project. You know, okay. For the love of God, let me start it. So you don't do, like, a lot of planning? I do I look like I plan a lot of things <laughs> okay no but I know I'm like yeah let no. me know the earring thing again um yeah. that was kind of planned actually but also not really um I asked that because I know that you do take like detailed reference photos which yes. is a form of planning yes I do I do plan there are some that I have become very impatient and just jumped in, and those have turned out fine mm-hmm. for the most part. The ones that I own right now that still exist and haven't been burned. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. the others. Those, yeah. <laughs> I just don't even have pictures of them. Oh, um, my God. That pains me. Oh, yeah. And I think that taught me about, like, temporary, like, permanent kind of, you know, like, what is artwork? How fast does, you know, destroy? Anyways, that's a tangent. Yeah. Um, no, this, this is what this hand tangent Yeah. We're, ma- we're doing tangents today. Mm. You can go on tangents. Yeah. My mom always said I had a face for radio, so. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> doing great, sweetheart. You were like, are you going to, like, video it today? I'm like, oh, no, 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 just the voice. <laughs> like, your ears are still bleeding. Like, yeah, we can't have that. It's, it was, like, trickling down your neck oh, earlier. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I don't want her to freak the out. The minute I saw you with paper towels, I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. I'm like, let me just wipe. Yeah, blood and I don't. We don't. Yeah, I had a feeling that that was going to trigger you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks thanks for looking up for my best. I I used my context clues and I could tell that that it was going south. (laughs) Um, I didn't want it to. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, you do a lot of planning, like Mm -hmm. reference photos. Yes. I spend a lot of time on reference photos. And the thing is that I either spend too much time planning or I do zero planning. Like I had, I remember I... (laughs) I feel the need to plan everything before jumping into a painting, mm. and sometimes, maybe 50-50, and I had, uh... <laughs> you have all your colors mixed up and oh everything? Oh my gosh, like, it's it's bad, to okay. the point that, like, it's not good to prepare that much. The and, colors uh, are dry by the time you start. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forgot I work in acrylic! <laughs> um, but I had a professor come over, and I was, like, trying to explain the next steps of the painting, and she was like, just start it. And I was like, no, but let me explain this. She's like, no, seriously, like, you need to start right now. Or, she's like, like, I'm kicking you out. And she's I'm like, like, I'm okay. tapping out. I'm not even listening. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, you know what? She, she's right. I get too nervous about the act of starting something and feel the need to prep everything, mm-hmm. which translates to other areas of my life. I feel the right. need to figure everything out before I actively do it. Right. Or, you know, I just completely lose any self-control and go and, you know, pierce my ears. Um, <laughs> Manically. But- <laughs> it's like a form of... Um, of healthy it's a form of productive (laughs) it's a form no no no, i wasn't done it's a form of productive procrastination yes i am very good at that so that's what that is you think yeah Yeah. i mean there are paintings that i have not finished but oh my gosh my house is clean (laughs) like i have so much other stuff that's just it's beautiful like i create other works but that self-portrait over there yeah, it's going to take a little bit. Okay, so. I, now that you're referencing it, I want you to talk about it a little bit, if okay. you are okay with it. So yeah. you're working on a, because like obviously people can't see, so like mm-hmm. you're working on a self-portrait right now yes. that is from a reference photo of you. Mm-hmm. You do a couple, you've done, I'm thinking, you've done a couple self-portraits, or you've done, I'm thinking you have one on a motorcycle. Yes, that's still in progress. It's still in too. progress. It's a four by six photo. I was going to say, did you abandon her? <laughs> 
No, no, it's in my apartment right now. So I see it when I you. wake up and when I fall asleep. And it's it's on your ceiling looking at oh, you. Oh, it's terrible. It just, oh, it gnaws at me every Four by day. six. Yeah. You need to bring that here. Uh, yeah, I need to come back and restretch it since I, yeah. Gosh. So you have like that self-portrait and then also, so one of you on a motorcycle, it's mm-hmm. four by six. It's like huge. And then you have this one that's like mm-hmm. smaller, but it's oil, mm-hmm. you were saying, so because you, you normally work with acrylic. Yes. So I did not start painting in oil until this past semester. Um, I've been told by a lot of people, like my use of light and shadow would work really well with the qualities of the medium. So I'm like, hey, okay, that's awesome. I agree. Um, the problem is, is that I... <laughs> it's causing more brain damage. It's, yeah, <laughs> the drain damage is getting out of control. Um, but I think there is... I Because I can be so perfectionistic, I feel overwhelmed by almost everything that can go wrong in oils. So I'm having mm. a hard time practicing in it. So that's what the self-portrait's for, is because it's also... You're like, it's a study. Yeah. No, that's what I'm having to tell myself. Um, And so the self-portrait is like dealing with some difficult topics um, that I've wrestled with, Mm -hmm. both in the past and more recently. Um, But also I think using this specific medium and wrestling with that will add a certain quality to the work. So I am kind of thinking of it as a study. And because of that, I think it's going to turn out okay. I I mean, it will. All your paintings are amazing. Like corn shucks. It will. It will. (laughs) So it's kind of like a self-portrait of you with like a grad cap Mm because you're like impending doom of graduating. So me and Peyton have bonded over the fact that we're obsessed with college (laughs) specifically UNG that's why it's like addicting like I'm like grad degree grad degree can I just stay (laughs) I literally was like I don't want to graduate like I'll just take more classes Mm -hmm. like I didn't do that but like I I want to you know um so you're kind of at that point so I'm assuming that's kind of what it's about a little do you want to talk about what it's about I would love if you did but you don't Oh, yeah, I'm totally down. Okay. okay. If something ever feels uncomfortable, like, I can always, like, edit it out. <laughs> You're like, quit pausing it. <laughs> I'm like, no. Um, but, yeah, the portrait is essentially me kind of looking upwards towards the sky. I'm wearing a grad outfit. It's a little bit disheveled. Um, and I'm holding uh, a container of Jack Daniels, and also I have a cigarette. I do not smoke cigarettes. That was, like, a 50-cent prop. Um, and that bottle's going to last me a year. So no addictions here. But... <laughs> We're not condoning bad yes. behavior. <laughs> we're not. I mean, shockingly, you know, it, me not condoning. Yeah. We're not condoning that bad behavior. <laughs> yes, that specifically. Get help, kids. Um, but the portrait, uh, the title is actually going to be uh, Perfect Little Peyton, which was a nickname that somebody gave me in a summer class of my senior year of high school. I was dual enrolled. And it sounds not nice. It's really not. <laughs> okay. Um, it's... Um, I remember I was really struggling this summer. I was taking a macroeconomics class, dual enrolled, and was just dealing with a lot of fear about the future, like having disabilities and um, just a lot of mental health issues, just really uncertain about things. Um, I was in a class with five other people, and things were okay at the start. It was about a five-week, seven-week course. Um, There was so much work to it that... 
I mean, I, I was having to spend all of my energy just to get this work in. Mm -hmm. Like, crying every day. It was awful. Mm. And the thing was is that I was able to get my work in on time. No one else could. Mm. And so I had turned in. Because of maybe, your hyper-perfectionism. So about one and a half to two weeks in, I had turned in a work that everyone else was laid on. And I sat back down, and the girl behind me went, oh, perfect Miss Little Payton. And then it stuck. And so every time mm. I would go in and they didn't see how much I was struggling. Like I was always, I was a gifted honors student, 4.2 GPA, top 5% of the class. But I worked so hard to the point that mentally I was just in one of the worst spots of my life. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that people don't see that and it affects so many other people that are performing at this level. Mm -hmm. So kind of hinting at, um, in the self-portrait, like the idea of addiction. I don't deal with those specific addictions, but we all have addictions in some, you know, shape or form, mm -hmm. um, some kind of escapism. And I see, I have seen a lot of friends that I grew up with that are falling into this mm -hmm. and it's like falling very, into addiction. Yes. And specifically, you know, just different drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, but the piece is I have built this reputation up throughout high school and especially in college that um, people don't necessarily see how hard I have to work to get where I am, mm -hmm. I am like especially OCD like people people do not see and that's where these nicknames have come from is that people have this like glorified view of me for some reason like I would art like most people do they're like oh my gosh like I love her artwork mm -hmm. like she's so amazing she's funny she's all this and in reality, like... I am funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wasn't going to say it. But no, I mean, it really is, like... It is such a struggle for me every day with my health, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of chronic things that, I mean, they, they're just lifelong. And um, I think vulnerability has been a big part of being in college and growing in that. And, mm. you know, showing people, like, hey... I'm not this amazing person that just comes, creates this art, and then I leave and I go back and my life's just perfect because it really isn't. And I think opening up that side of my life is important for other people to see because then they're not so alone in what they struggle with. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's kind of what I'm going for in the work. Um, but I'm excited. I'm hoping to finish finish it before fall semester. Mm -hmm. That is the goal. You definitely can, I bet. But I, I know I can, but... We're going to see if it happens, because I also have, like, 17 other paintings I'm working on right now. So I need, I need to get those in first. Prioritize. But, oh, gosh, I'm terrible at that. Yeah. But it's fine. It's one of my flaws, and I will gladly admit that I have flaws, so. <laughs> it is yeah. it is true. We have flaws, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You're like, I know all of Peyton's flaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I can't pinpoint any. Um, I was going to severe ADHD. <laughs> I was going to say that I feel like... Um, like that perspective that people have on you that you're talking about, it is very like a surface level thing. Mm. It's like almost like, and I get it because I feel like I've even struggled with even maybe even judging people in this way where I'm where like maybe people that are super wealthy, like, oh, their life's perfect. Obviously it's not. Like obviously it's not. And even like these like parts of their life that are good, like good grades or wealth or whatever it is, like, like just broad examples, um, that doesn't mean that there aren't other things also going on 
Absolutely. Maybe even as a direct result of the things that you see surface level that seem really great. Like that you're like, like you're saying you're like destroying yourself and to get like this like 4.2 GPA and like, oh, yeah. and then they're like perfect Miss Peyton, perfect Peyton, oh, yeah. little Peyton. Perfect um, Peyton. Wow. Yeah. That, that name always stuck with me and I've always wanted to use that for a painting and I feel like this one, this one will be it. So. Right. It's unfair to say that anyone's perfect and it's funny how they're saying that it's obviously an insult but it's like they're mad at you for being better than them in a way like they're <laughs> it was really like, weird you know what i mean like they're mad at you because you were just i don't know like turning I in things hard. for them <laughs> like yeah was... which like isn't um i don't know that's just ridiculous oh yeah and i think it was just like my work itself was glorified and i mean growing up with these struggles like a lot of my worth and identity was put into my grades mm. and college has completely shattered that like especially just studying art it's like had to rethink everything when it comes to that but mm -hmm. um but yeah this is it's always been an ongoing thing but like just that um fear of you know how not necessarily like i'm not scared of how people perceive me but it's always that underlying, like, I, I want people to see the bad stuff that I struggle with mm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like, if people just see how amazing my artwork is or whatever they want to call it, like, that's just not enough for me. Like, I want people to see that, like, you can have these struggles and still live a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a pretty big goal in my artwork is I try, I try to make more personal and vulnerable works, but yeah, that's kind of where I come from. Yeah. I feel like it's really important, like in my opinion, to make like vulnerable artwork. Like I know that's not everyone's practice, but I, I totally see that as like a necessity. Like I, I relate to that. Like I feel that way too. Like I feel like the best things I've ever made is because I was being like, it's really uncomfortable and I was being kind of vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And like, even like when you think about the media or like the things that you see that you really connect with online, even like it's normally because vulnerable, mm -hmm. like someone's sharing something, but you're like, Oh, I'm just watching online. So it's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's easy to like look at someone being vulnerable and think like, and just like interpret it but like actually doing it yourself is really hard oh yeah vulnerability is great for you <laughs> i'm glad you're doing that <laughs> you just kind of yeah go back up in your shell and live your life but life is so much better outside the shell so yeah that's true so oh my god i love that though do you want to talk about like your we kind of are talking about your background and even like mm -hmm. i didn't even expect to touch on like your high school which was like interesting to hear because i didn't know mm -hmm. that about your painting oh yeah um, and I didn't know that about you, actually. <laughs> you mean I, I pierced my ears for you, but you didn't know I, this about me? I didn't know that, like, I didn't know that, like, specific story, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, like, that you were, like, kind of, you were kind of, like, a, this, like, a stellar student that was, like, looked at, like, people were, people were jealous. Oh, and I was, I was also shockingly very quiet. I was, <laughs> I know people like pray for me to go back to that state. Like, They're like, she was, she won't so, stop asking questions. <laughs> she was so much easier to attack at that time. Oh, like yeah. in that state, like you were just quiet and like now it's like, yeah, different. So it you is, used to be very introverted. I used to be just, yeah, very quiet, very shy, unless I was with someone that I was close with and I kind of opened up but I still I I can only think of like one person 
that I really like truly opened up to opened up to and that was just my high school best friend Mm -hmm. but otherwise I mean I was fairly like I I was in my shell and it wasn't until college and especially after the concussion oh yeah I I finally yeah the concussion (laughs) I finally just realized like how much I truly love people mm-hmm. and I want to be around them and I, I love talking and oh gosh, everyone knows that about me now, but like, that's why I needed you on the podcast. <laughs> I do. I really love, I love being around people. I love talking and mm-hmm. I love being able to get to know people's stories, their passions. I mean, I walk up to strangers on the street and I will start conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, part of also how I've gotten commissions over the years mm-hmm. is just going somewhere out to eat and I end up talking to the person next to me and mm-hmm. you know business model yeah, listen I mean, up yeah. <laughs> listen up but um but yes I was very quiet very incredibly anxious mm-hmm. incredibly I was just completely captivated by fear most of my life mm-hmm. and now I am not that so I mean if you had seen like middle school me it would have been like night and day yeah difference but because yes. of the ear piercings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you would not have recognized me without these bad boys in, these studs. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, literally. Um, wow, that's... Wow, dude. Um, so did you want to talk about, like, a little bit how... Like, you don't have to go so in-depth if you don't want to. But, oh, like, you know how me. I'm going to totally go in-depth. Well, like, before concussion and after concussion. Because I feel like you oh, were yeah. talking about how that, like, informed your... Like, we were talking earlier, like, before recording, like how that like informed your artwork a lot and like mm-hmm. who you are. It's funny too, on a side note, like you're like, you're how you were saying, like if you looked at you now versus before and like, I don't know, doing art in general and like pursuing that as a career is such like a bold thing to do in general. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like that you'd probably be proud of that too. Like, I feel like that's bold, even if you're shy a person, mm-hmm. but you're pursuing art and like taking that seriously, that's really bold and it's really hard to do. And, like, a lot of people aren't doing it. Or they are doing it, but maybe not fully because they're scared, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think definitely, I mean, I refer to my life as BC and AC before concussion and after (laughs) concussion. Um, I received a concussion April 16th of last year. Um, Or was that? That was 20, yes, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, it's still affecting me to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Memory lapses. (laughs) even worse, memory loss. Uh, (laughs) um, But yes, it was, I mean, before, about a year before the concussion, I was starting to deal, um, I had some OCD flare-ups that were coming back, Um, some depression and anxiety was getting worse, Um, but I am very, very good at looking put together, Mm -hmm. because I learned how to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I did, I mean, pretty much before the concussion, is like, things were going south, and I'm like, you know what, I can still look okay, and that's awesome. You're like, I let all of that go after the concussion, openly crazy. (laughs) Truly, I mean, after you get a concussion, like, they kind of put you on bed rest, and you can't look at screens, you can't read, there's nothing you can really do That sounds like my hell. (laughs) That sounds like my hell. It's rough. and Like, if I couldn't distract myself from all my thoughts. Oh, yeah. And so, it, it was honestly, that's part of why I say it's one of the best things that happened to me is because it forced me into a place where all I had was my thoughts. Um, and, and you so, fell off a horse. Yes, you I did. You didn't mention that part. I feel like that's I, a spicy detail. Yes, I did fall off of a horse. Uh, head go bonk. Head go bonk twice. Oh. Um, yeah, I was wearing a helmet. 
Uh, oh, that's good. You probably yes. would have died. If, if you... I, yeah, if I wasn't wearing a helmet, it probably would have been a different situation just in the way that I fell. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it, it was a wake up call to me, um, just laying in bed and thinking about like just a lot of my past and who I was and like who I wanted to be. Um, there were a lot of tough moments in the recovery. Um, I, uh, there was just a lot that I had to rethink, like how, how do I want to live? Like, is there, um, a lot of my beliefs were tested during this time. Um, I, like I grew up, um, Christian and it was honestly a very difficult and tumultuous time with this. I still hold on to those beliefs, even though in some ways they've changed from what they were Mm -hmm. originally, but that really, it tested me a lot. It tested me in all aspects of life because it broke me down to the point that I had to decide, I mean, essentially what life was, what I wanted to do with my life Mm -hmm. and just kind of different ways to, um, carry on in that and like most of my life was very much fear-based and it's like what what do I do now like I think one of the biggest moments for me after the concussion was saddling back up again because that Mm -hmm. is the most terrifying thing when you know you've fallen off a horse and you get back on um Mm -hmm. and I think I really I don't think I truly began or began living life until after my concussion Mm -hmm. just a lot of fear and anxiety associated and I still deal with fear and anxiety daily I'm going through another OCD flare-up right now and it is a living hell um but it does not control my life and the decisions that I make and I think that's kind of where in a sense bravery comes in it's not the absence of the issues but continuing on even though the issues are still there yeah um but it's changed my art, uh, the way that I view that. It's changed the way I view myself and everyone else, too. Um, I'm really not scared, like, to go up to strangers and start conversations. Um, and honestly, after, after the concussion, I have, that's where I've found some of my, like, deepest friendships, um, become very close with um, professors. Um, I mean, I truly, like, after the concussion is when I decided on kind of my purpose in life which um is teaching art and creating art and Mm -hmm. that is where I come alive in a sense um but yeah that was a very pivotal moment in my life and I do say one of the best things that ever happened to me was hitting my head and granted that was one of the toughest times of my life and the recovery was long but I'm very grateful for the person that I am today because of it yeah that's insane Mm -hmm. so you like yourself more now after you've hit your head like would you say that like you okay because I mean that's insane to hear I didn't know you before Mm -mm. pre I didn't know you BC be well the thing is is that we did know each other wait we did so remember well we we knew of of each each other other. that's so (laughs) cute and so actually yeah the day before my concussion is when I went and I took pictures with the artwork and I remember seeing yours shut up yeah yeah, because we were both in the same scholarship show. Yeah, so we, I had yeah my evenings at Epiphany work and the um, 
peanut tanks and you had was it was it two pieces or three i don't even remember right now okay. what i we, had i think i had two big paintings okay because the funny thing is is that we both took pictures of each other's artwork because we admired <gasps> it so much yes and now yeah because i found recording a podcast that's insane yep. yeah that was before i knew who you were mm-hmm. um and you had like this painting of like horses mm-hmm. in a field that's so like um foreshadowing oh yeah like that's kind of intense and i took pictures i probably from april like of mm-hmm. 2021 i took pictures of like your paint I, I took pictures of like some of the artworks in the show that i really loved and i loved yours and i was like wow like i remember like looking at like the brush strokes and everything and i was like wow like landscapes are so hard sometimes because they can look so flat mm-hmm. like getting the perspective and the atmospheric perspective and i was like wow this is amazing and like i took pictures and like they're still on my phone i know you said and i sent them yeah, to you, you recently me, yeah. okay i thought i did and that was actually three months into painting when i made that landscape that's insane so it was very exciting for me i see remember that. seeing the like when i saw your work i i took pictures of it obviously like literally dated to April like 16th or something, 2021, which is so yep. crazy. Um, and I saw the name, but I didn't know, like I just didn't know who you were because yep. you come to Delonica. And then um, I met you at someone's show. It was your senior show that Jonah said he was going to go see. And I was what? like, yeah, I'll tag along. And is so that I where, went, we, that's I, where met we you. Met. I think I blacked out some of that because <laughs> I, I was so... <laughs> Cause I, yeah, because I remember I was like, oh, Julia, like, I, I, I remember hearing that name. Wait, uh, yeah. wait a second. I met you at the gallery, but it was for Zuska. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess you did come to my senior show yes. after. Okay, so we kind of knew each other then, but then when we first, like, officially had a full conversation is at your senior show. Oh, my God, what did we say? What did I say? I think we... I hope I didn't say anything stupid. No, the thing is, is that I don't think you said much, so I thought I bombed at, like, friendship. And <gasps> so I was like, yeah, social anxiety. Oh, and, no, uh, I'm having anxiety about something I said, like, months... <laughs> no, you didn't say anything. It was just me, I didn't like, say... I didn't say anything? No, no, I mean... Okay, now I'm getting nervous. Um, <laughs> you're like, why am I sweating so much? Was I, was I mean? No, no, you weren't mean. It was like... I just remember I was there, like... I kind of felt like I was third wheeling because it was like Jonah and you. And then I'm over there. I'm like, hey, hey, guys, you know, like I go to UNG too. You're like, we met. (laughs) Well, when I met, wait, wait, first, when I met you at Zuska's show, Mm -hmm. that's when I met you. And you said like, I think you introduced yourself as Holly. Okay. And I was like, number on me. Yeah. yeah, Because you were saying, I think you were telling a story about Liddell. You were definitely. You were telling a story (laughs) about Liddell and you were saying that she calls you Holly. Yes. And so I didn't even think that you were, at this point, the, the, the painting. Yes. I didn't know you were Peyton. Because we go by last name. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. And so I didn't know that you were Peyton. And I thought your name was Holly forever. Yep. And, and you learned my first name today. So it's I did. I won't day. expose it. I'll just I mean, keep it can. to myself. It's fine. I'll keep Whatever. it to myself. Okay. I'll keep it to myself. I don't want them to know. Okay. Because it's special. It is special. You're mm. special, Julia. Yeah. And I mean Aww. that in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the most problematic way possible. So I met you at Zuska's show and it was more of like an unofficial. It wasn't like Jonah was like, hey, this is my friend. Like, da, da, da. It was more of like we just kept like bantering. And then I was like, I like her. And then oh, <laughs> and you say, kept saying your name was Holly or that Peyton kept yes. or that um, that Peyton that um, <laughs> that Peyton that Peyton <laughs> um, that Liddell kept being like, Holly, do this. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I thought your name was Holly this whole time. <laughs> and so I feel like th- this is what I'm thinking. Then I saw you at my show, and I thought your name was probably Holly, and then you may have said that it was, it's like Peyton or something, and then I probably was like, wait, 
It, I think I thought you had a twin or something. Oh my gosh, we don't need two of me walking around this earth. No, that, that that's be... like hell on earth. That honestly. truly, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> There's like a white mark on the other <laughs> one. The other eyebrow. Oh okay, wait. So what happened? Did something happen at the show though? You just like with my show? I don't remember. I remember actually. Did I make you feel welcome? Yes. The problem was is that I got really sad just watching all of your work go down because I wanted to look at it more. Oh, my God. So I just remember, like, I was looking over at everyone, like, just all the, you know, just deinstall install the work. And uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I got emo- I'm emotional about everything. You know this about me. Yeah. I am, uh, yeah, just overflowing with constant emotion. But, I like uh, that. I yeah. cry, like, every day. Mm. We're probably really unhealthy, but, uh... <laughs> no, but sometimes it's, like, a good cry. How often, though? Like, every day. Oh, so it's a good... Okay. Oh, how often is a good cry? Yeah, how, how often is my cry a good cry? How often do you cry That is not every day. Okay, that's... I was about to say, I was like, you have good cries every day? Like, wow. Okay, no, but, like, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's very easy for a tear to well up in my eye. Oh. Like, it's, like, like a... Like yeah. a, a switch. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I did the same. Like, when I when I walk into, like, any of the studios or just anything, <laughs> right now. anything to do with you and you, like, art department, or I see a professor, or, like... You tear up. I automatically tear up. If like I watch an interview of the Stranger Things cast, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry. You're a stranger thing yourself. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I... I feel so special, Peyton, when you say nice things to me. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, me? You should. You chose me? Um, Okay, that's funny that you, I, okay, I'm going to start over. We're starting the podcast over. We already have all this footage. I, like, didn't record anything. No, I'm just, I'm like, this is a warm-up. No, I'm just kidding. It's been about, like, 39 minutes, which is pretty good. Okay, sweet. Yeah, um, this has been amazing. You're so good at talking. Aw, thank you. I got scolded for it growing up. <laughs> I always had a red card, you know? <laughs> the little angry smiley face. Uh, yeah. I was actually going to add that in that painting, believe it or not. So I was going to, yeah. Well, you should now. Yeah. We're I all should. holding you accountable. I should. Okay, good. It's like coming, wait, you don't have a book. I was going to say, if you're holding like the Jack Daniels, it's like um, coming out, like it's like stuck behind it or like stuck oh, in a book yeah. coming out. Because I have the stickers on my face that are like the good job, A+. Plus. Uh-huh. I'm going to add it in, but That's yeah, I'll so have to good. see. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Hmm. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it, too. <laughs> okay, you know what? I know I'm kind of, like, rounding around. How do you... Um, what is your process for reference, taking reference photos? I meant to ask that. Or I didn't, mm. but I just thought of it. <laughs> I... Well, the... Well, because I'm perfectionistic is that I spend so much... I take 1,000. <laughs> you're not exaggerating. I... I... Like, with this photo um, for the self-portrait, like, I had a very specific idea so i get like lighting just right i are you using like lighting yes okay so like sometimes i'll wait until nighttime and then i'll have like i have lamps that i will use and and set up to get the light just right Mm -hmm. um i have a certain um i use an app that i go through and i bump up a little bit of contrast i bump up the mid-tones a little bit um i go through and i i do a lot of editing for it um but yeah, the process of reference photos, I, I mean, I go from, I mean, with this self-portrait, like this, I don't even know how long the process actually took. Like, but yeah, like was, how many pictures are you taking? Well, like problem, how, t- I, how I did long? it over several days. Of wow. Like, yeah, of, cause I got fussy over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's always, 
it's always been a problem for me. <laughs> Your fussiness. Um, I, I, I am. I get fussy when it comes to things being just right. And all well, that I think stuff. that's fair, especially in an it's, art practice. Yeah, I, I guess it is. I mean, it, sometimes it works out great, but other times it is my downfall. It's like um, a form of self-sabotaging, too. Oh, absolutely. I have perfected that. Um, I've perfected I, self-sabotaging. I, I, I have. Even so- <laughs> I'm a perfectionist I, even with self-sabotaging. Oh, yeah. I, I'm hey, the best self-sabotaging. If I'm going to be bad, I'm going to be good at it. You know? Um, but I mean, yeah, like there are some, there are some works with the reference photos. I take those over the span of like a couple days to a week. And then I choose my favorite one, mm-hmm. edit it, kind of see what happens. And then I have reference photos that like, oh, that looks cool. And I'll just take a picture and then paint that. Okay. So I, yeah. Like you'll is... see something in passing and take a photo and be like, that looks like a, it'd be a good painting. Oh yeah. I do that a lot actually probably i take at least three pictures a day and i'm like oh i could paint that am i gonna paint it who knows maybe in a few years yes actually i've had that happen okay yes my one of my paintings from it's an aaron's class it's the picture of um what is it it was one of our horses named cheese and then chewy our (laughs) barn cat and it's um i'll have to pull it up Um, i think i may know it but yeah it's like a three by four foot and I started like a nine by twelve study of that years ago, and then I finally painted it. You know, fall twenty twenty one, and wow. so I ho- I have this entire collection of things. Like I'm just waiting for the right moment, but at the same time, you know, I'll just I'll I'll start works because um, you know inspiration has to find you working, whatever the little cliche quote is. Um, it's oh, it infuriates me. <laughs> You're like, I'm working all the time. I, I really am. I'm like, where is it? Give me the inspiration. But, um, but yeah, I have, I have a lot of works going all the time. So you work on multiple paintings at once? Yes. So I have everything from like a little five by five inch to the four by six foot and just everything in between and commissions. I have to wrap up some of those and personal works and I'm constantly constantly working and that's not a complaint i genuinely love what i do Mm -hmm. but sometimes i would not like to wake up to 17 unfinished paintings and feel good about myself yeah but it'll come eventually on it yeah that's what i'm telling myself it'll come eventually yeah it'll happen eventually what kind of commissions do you get like what kind of commission offers do you get is it like people's pets or is it like in stuff in your style like what kind of stuff are you doing i'm just curious out of like I just want to know this. Funny story. The first commission I ever got was February 2021. Uh, it was a dog, and the dog died halfway through my painting. <gasps> so there was a lot of pressure on me. Um, oh, my God. And it's your first commission. Yeah. I was... Um, I You're, actually... And oh then I had God. my concussion, and then I had to finish painting it. So- <laughs> stop yeah you like have your head bandaged i picture it and you're like (laughs) no i had that and then you know shortly after my concussion was finals week i managed to pull off all a's thankfully because the semester was going well but like i was sitting there just like fully concussed (laughs) painting a self-portrait you know like i had like the painting that i had in the halby road show it's me i think i called it over by april and it's like me with a laptop screen yes i painted that while while severely concussed (laughs) wait was that in hobby roads or was that the one in delonica it was in halby roads it was this year when they had it display i was right beside jonah's work and okay um, that was in delonica yes it was in delonica sorry i forgot that hobby roads it's also in delonica yes i forgot yes halby roads at bob owens gallery yes okay but yeah that one um 
gosh, that was just a really crazy time. And I remember I, um, I think I delivered it mid-May is when I, I finished it up um, officially, like sealed it and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember I had handed it um, to the owner and she hadn't seen any of the process and she just like started bawling. So it was and a good reaction. It was a good reaction. Like, <laughs> like this isn't my dog, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh um, my God, could you <laughs> I, Oh man, I would have just, oh, I would have died around the spot. That's a lot of pressure. Um, oh yeah. And that was my first one. And I'm like, I... T- I know I just got a text like at, as I was literally working on it and I had just finished up the eyes on the painting. She's like, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so's passed on. I'm like, oh boy. And um, oh my God, the pressure. Was, it's, it's a lot of pressure. That was my first commission. And I think first pet portrait that I've ever done. So that's a little bit of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have done, I have done a lot of commissions um, since february 2020 i actually i had one in i think it was in october it was a a nice sum of money i was very impressed the person was very generous and it was um another pet porch i mean it was a landscape but it was his two horses out in the field um that's cool because that's kind of like stuff you've painted like you have interest in painting that already yes and i and it was really big I it, it was I think it was twenty four by thirty six so two by three feet. That's um, that's a really big commission. Like yeah. I've never been commissioned for anything that big. That's oh, like really? really impressive. Yeah, mm, I got to commission you. <laughs> no, help each other out. Gosh, I already pierced my ears for you. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like I'll just give you the earrings. You don't need to commission me. I'm just saying like that's so cool. Like, <laughs> and I am I'm really grateful for you know the people that have um, like just poured into me not just like with that support but you know financially like that has been incredible Mm -hmm. to have that um that's really cool however i would say that i don't want to do commissions the rest of my life i definitely want to create my own things and i think by doing commissions i've realized that um i definitely want to paint what's on my heart and mind versus pet portraits Mm -hmm. i find myself getting more frustrated with them nowadays and granted it's it's good money and i'm very very grateful Mm -hmm. for those opportunities and people that are willing to pay for these things but this is not a lifelong goal of mine yeah i fully understand that yes i would much rather teach and then also have you know kind of side business and that of just you know maybe working with a gallery or two Mm -hmm. um kind of artwork that way versus constantly painting someone's dying dog you know like that's just it's a dying dog i mean it's i mean that's just a crazy first commission story yeah it is Um, it really is i was not expecting to hear that i wasn't expecting it either actually um it was it was a lot but that is a lot i feel like a lot of artists do get to the point where they i haven't done a commission in a while honestly and if i have it's like it was one but like before Mm. that i haven't done like I feel like we hit a point where you hit a wall with commissions, like where it's not as fulfilling. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying with everyone. If I got commissioned to do paintings that I really liked, like, I don't know that. I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Like, I do enjoy paint, painting commissions for people. I, I do, but also the point is, like, I'm an artist that way. I, I, I chose this career because I like it and I want to do what I like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, but like painting, like, for everyone else all the time. I'm, like, still not doing what I want. I'm still not making what I want. It's a form of your expression. Yeah. Versus you're kind of taking on someone else's ideas, which 
Maybe that's part of why, like, had I gone digital art and been in the commercial world, I would not have made it. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't. I can't do that. Can't be in that world. That yeah. is just not not my territory. Yeah, I suck at anything digital. Mm. I've had so many similar conversations with like creatives, especially like people pursuing an art degree or even considering it. They all, even me, they're all like, "Yeah, I thought about doing digital." But like 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 I'm talking about people that are mainly doing like painting or drawing mm-hmm. or like textile stuff, sculpture. They all started with digital and then they like realize it wasn't for them obviously people that have always been into digital it's different Mm -hmm. but like if you're a painter fantastic at it that's where their heart's at and good for them that's not me though no i'm like i'm jealous but i'm also like if you've always been a painter and that's like the kind of thing you've liked and like draw drawing like and you just do digital like you've never done it before but you just do it because of like like stability or degree it's like that never works because then you have all these people doing jobs that they are not passionate about, which is like exactly what you're saying about commissions. Like mm-hmm. it does come to a point where you're like, I'm not super passionate about this, but like the idea of like this paying my bills instead of like doing something I really don't like obviously is way better. I'm still able to paint and stuff, but I also want to paint, have time to paint what I want too. Oh yeah. You know? So I feel like that's, it's like a hard struggle with like commissions. And I've had people reach out and buy, like, original artworks, and that's kind of what I prefer. Granted, it's a little bit hard to ship it because I get emotionally attached to everything Mm. I make, regardless of uh, if if I even like it. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that I created it, I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, it's okay. Like, it's, I'll I'll send you a print, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think um, I do enjoy selling more original artwork than someone reaching out and being like hey my 20 year old parakeet you know i really want a painting of it my 20 year old parakeet i know so we have to we have to feed him spaghetti by hand i'm like okay cool you know like it's just i I can't i can't do this anymore no i really get it i do get it i I do have a hard time with it but like i'll i enjoy the painting process like i enjoy Mm. painting but it comes to a point where like i really do want to make stuff that i I'm choosing to make just because I want to, not because someone wanted me to oh, themselves, yeah. you know? And then that's, like, just a constant struggle, like, with commissions, mm-hmm. I feel like. There's only so much fur I can paint in my life. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. So, do you have, like, a favorite commission you've ever done? Mm. Favorite commission. That is... Or a favorite painting. Now, favorite painting. That... They're different categories. They are different <laughs> categories. You asked so many questions. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I'm typically the one asking the questions. I know. So I'm like, is, sit down. This is fun for me. You can ask anybody in the art department. She's like, she will not stop asking questions. Like, hi, my name's Peyton. What's your deepest childhood trauma? And like, oh, there she goes. You know? And then people um, are like somehow like weirdly like open with you too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have people come up to me off the street. They're like, hi, my name's this. And it's like, well, you know, I was adopted when I, and I'm like, oh, no, cool. literally like, yeah. I, I genuinely relate. I genuinely yeah. relate to that. I'm like, wow. Like, that's heavy stuff. Um, well, I have to finish shopping. Um, you know, um, you're, like, putting your milk down, like. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shoot. Favorite painting. That is difficult. I have, I have a lot of paintings that I love. However, I think my favorite might be Maneater right now. So my three by four foot <gasps> portrait of my friend Medora. It's so... That's fantastic cigar, you know, cigar saleswoman. Absolutely love her. Great friend. How'd you meet her? 
Uh, we actually met through a church event, um, and it turns out that, like, she's just me in a couple years, you know? And nice. so we ended up kind of bonding, and um, we, yeah, I mean, I think think we're hanging out tomorrow night hopefully um but she uh she works for rocky patel um awesome cigar company um but yeah i reached out to her and i asked if i could use a picture of her kind of as a a reference point for work and i think and i didn't realize how many people were watching my process and how many we all were watching your process it's so funny to think about because i was like oh my gosh the painting and i'm like how'd you know about this even though like i leave it you know in the studio because we're all watching i had no idea so many people were like hyping it up we were Um, like hung up on it like everyone was checking out your painting each day oh my gosh it's it's just so it's so weird to be perceived you know yeah it's weird to think (laughs) that other people know that i i'm a blob i don't want to be perceived (laughs) It's, it's so yeah um but yeah i remember uh I think it's honestly a work that I'm really proud of because I, it was, that semester was when I was still healing from the concussion, mm-hmm. shockingly, is that post-concussion syndrome lasts, I mean, it can last for years, mm-hmm. it's just crazy, but it was really affecting my schoolwork, and I feel like I, the work itself, I feel like is... It was kind of a sign to me that, like, figure painting might be it for me. I really enjoyed the figure. That painting uh, was pivotal for you, like, yes. in that? I just remember yeah. the, this, like, big, like, like the arm. Like, yes. the, it was, like, like in the, um, I can't think of the right word now. I, like, don't know any of my art no. terms anymore. It's the angle of it that kind of was, like, yeah, coming towards Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's, like, bigger yes. because in the front? What, yes. like, like, kind of, like, foreshortening. Foreshortening, but that's like, what I'm trying well, to say. The, yeah, the difference. Yeah, the difference kind of in the angles there. It was, like, just um, so, like, lush and, like, the skin. It was, like, just so many layers of this, like, skin. It had this, like, form and, like, mm. Mm. I I really, I think I, I really do love that piece. And it was kind of a sign to me that regardless of all the issues that I was having with or, or from the concussion, uh, you know, that still was lingering, that I could still paint and I could still mm-hmm. improve and um even though I felt like I hit a wall this last semester with it or painting in general with painting um yes um just a lot I think a lot of the discouragement came from just the fact that like I wasn't painting in acrylic that much I had just jumped into oil um just a lot of new things all at once and yeah. if I'm not automatically good at something the first try I just spiral because mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist but it has taught me a lot and I'm feeling a lot better and more prepared for this next semester I think going in but I think that's probably that's probably my favorite work and I'm actually I may drop it off tomorrow night she I, I gave it to her as a wedding present Aww. for her so um, that's an insane yeah. gift I, I'm excited I, I know she she loves it so I'm um I'm more than happy to give it to her yeah um, but yeah, that's probably that's probably my favorite. I'm like, it wasn't my portrait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I love doing just that kidding. one, but that was also a caffeine fueled up until five, like six hour little. I'm obsessed. It was a study. Oh, it, it was. I'm I, obsessed. I literally, with I literally it. sat down and told myself that because I was so like booked up, and I was like, okay, her birthday's tomorrow. We have to post probably <laughs> around eight in the morning, so I have to get it done. I was, was, like, coming out of my, like, tequila, like, haze, (laughs) and I I opened that um, on Instagram, and I think 
you had texted me at 5 a.m. Or I think you posted it at 5 a.m., not 8, dude. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Because I, I think yeah. I was like, I, I was still awake or I saw it. <laughs> no, not really. I'm just kidding. In our timeline. I like woke up really early because I like sometimes do that. Yeah. Especially um, after a tequila night. If I'm anxious, yeah. I wake up really, really, really early. And I was like, what the... F-? I was like in a haze. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my god! I was like, wait a second. Basically, Jeez. Peyton painted me for my birthday. And it's like the best thing I've ever received in my life. And I look at it and I kiss it every day. <laughs> you flatter me. You really do. <laughs> I'm like... Look at that cute... That little cutie. Oh, no, but really, it's like incredible. And I think it's cool that you paint, you've painted people and give, like given them the paintings of them and mm. i think that's like kind of a part of your even though you say it's a, you have a hard time letting go oh yeah like when someone buys it it's but i feel practice. like it's yeah good. we're practicing letting go but yeah i think just seeing how excited people get when they like mm-hmm. can have an original artwork even though it's to me so it's like cool. you know a six hour caffeine fueled you know raging adhd moment like it's still no, like it's someone like, finds beauty in that it's and like, i love it oh my god it's like so prized to me like i'm just like wow like I don't, I don't really have really barely i don't i can't think of anyone's artwork that i have that's original besides mine mm. i don't think I, i'm sure if i'm missing someone like i'm i apologize but i can't think right now if i do have anyone's like a rich an original painting from someone mm. Like, I feel like that's just you. I feel like. Well, I think my first, one of my first original artworks is the one that you sent me <gasps> after. Yeah. And I still, oh, I have it set up. But yeah. Wow. I love it. That's so sweet. Wow. I look at mine every day and you look at yours oh, every I day. I look at myself every day. It's <laughs> like, wow. That little, little abstract work. I'm like, oh, Julia. You're over there kissing portraits of you that I've done. <laughs> it's so good. Like, the light on it is so nice. It's just insane. I like, I like show it to everyone. That, like, oh crosses gosh. paths with me. I, like, shove it in their face. I was, like, stalking your Instagram. I was, like, I have to find one good picture. And I yeah, was, like, God, it's so is- hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't saying that. It was, like, if I can find one image that piques my interest, like, I can make a painting in no time. Like, mm. that's kind of, like, I didn't prepare for that when I was, like, okay, yeah. image. I was, like, got it. No, that was prop. a great, like, yeah. I feel like picture. That was, like, right when I had cut my hair the first time. So I knew the picture, like, instantly. Like, it was, like, a special picture. A special picture. And I was, like, whoa. Because it was really – and it was really nice for a painting. So, like, mm-hmm. I understood exactly why you did it. Because of all the light on yeah. me and stuff. Like, there was, like, these, like, purples that you put in. I was, like, oh. I've just – I've always loved light. And I think that's a big thing that I've been leaning into in my artwork. So I was, like, I have to find something that has that kind of contrast and, like, maybe something where I can kind of explore color in. And that was it. I love so, it so much. I yeah. will literally cherish it forever. I think it is my first original that I own from someone. Oh, I love that. I I'm didn't like, sign it, right? Wait. I think I did. That you signed it? Yes. Yes, because I remember mixing up the color and I was terrified to sign it. Yes, I was going to say, it. now okay. I'm like, I can't. I don't look yes. at the signature. I look at yeah. me. <laughs> you look at you. <laughs> no. I really couldn't. Everyone remember who painted it. No, I, I, no, I actually was like, I couldn't remember because I just know you did it. Like, you know. <laughs> So I'm like, did she say? Yeah. Yes, I did. Because remember, it was like five in the morning, and I was terrified that I was gonna screw it up. And oh my god! Yes. It literally like you never like you never could. You literally never can mess it right. up. Right? Like, yeah. Okay. No, you can't. And if you do, you paint over it. And no one knows. Yeah, but I know, and then it really bothers me. <laughs> the perfectionist in you is like, yeah. <laughs> well, I twitch. Eye twitching, like, oh yeah, gosh. no. Yeah, that makes sense. You're like, quit gripping the chair that hard. <laughs> You're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you want to talk about a little bit, like, because I know we've touched on mental health, like, a little bit. Did you want to talk about 
some of your struggles with mental health, like OCD, like you mentioned that earlier, oh, and yeah. how that like has affected your art practice and makes you more vulnerable, but it also like maybe hinders the way you practice, like, and you're like saying you went, you've been going through like an OCD like moment, mm-hmm. like flare up, mm-hmm. like, did you want to talk on that? Because I know a lot of people, and I talked to you about this before too, like I know a lot of people can relate to that. Oh yeah. Um, and like, I think would feel nice to hear someone else's experience with it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I'm always more than happy to talk about, you know, mental health and things like that. Um, I, there was, I've struggled with OCD for a very long time. My first memory of, uh, that I can pinpoint that I started to wrestle with it is, I was on the way to my grandparents' house in Thomaston, Georgia. I was, yeah, I was nine years old and I was sitting in the back seat and I remember looking kind of at one of the parts that's kind of, has mountains and I remember having a quote-unquote bad thought and what I did was I blinked really hard and I opened my eyes and the thought went away and that was you know intrusive thought and compulsion and I was like okay so if I just do that um, it began to spiral more and more up until senior year of high school Um, it Essentially, it took over my life. I, um, I couldn't open the door, or open any door for that matter, unless the time like ended in a five. So if it was 8.04, I could not open the door and leave, or else something terrible was going to happen. Oh my God. Um, could someone like, else open the door for you? Uh, it depends. Like, and that's the weird thing about OCD, is that it latches onto other things, but not these things. Mm-hmm. And okay. Basically, whatever you hold dearest to your heart, beliefs and different things like that, that's what it latches onto. So mm. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder for other people that don't know. Um, I think it has gained a lot of traction in movies for being this quirky little thing. Like, it's like, oh, my pencil's not lined up with this. Let me fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so fun, you know. They're like, oh, I have to preheat my oven before I use it. Isn't it so, like, OCD? And I'm like, no. <laughs> OCD takes yeah. you and it, like, it breaks you down. Um, it, you know, I used to, I would have to measure the spaces in between um, the hangers in my closet to an inch or else, like, my brain would think, like, your mom's going to die, like, if you don't do this. And it sounds insane. And to the people who suffer with OCD, it also sounds insane. But you truly believe that this is going to happen. And so I lived my life like that. I, um, you know, I would lay in bed at night and I couldn't sleep because I knew my sock drawer was unorganized. Because, I mean, if I thought that maybe if I didn't do that, I was going to wake up and all my animals were going to be dead. Like, mm. this is... Um, just terrible, terrible thoughts that take over your mind. And while I was doing this, I was still the kid that had the 4.2 GPA, top 5% of the class kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And no one saw that I was struggling. Um, It was initially a lot of that was, um, I mean, just some terrible thoughts, a lot of um, obsessing about germs. uh, That was very, very big. Um, I remember I my brother had gotten sick and my mom had offered to like clean up the bathroom or whatever after he got to feeling better and I said that I had to do it and I remember her saying like I'm not sure like I don't I don't know how you have OCD like and you're still willing to clean up the bathroom and in the back of my mind 
if I didn't clean the bathroom this specific way in this order and mm. do all these things, everyone in the family was going to die. Okay. And that's like it takes all of your thoughts and twists them. And that almost stopped me from going to college because my health was so bad. Um, I ended up going to college and making improvements. Um, and, and recently I've been dealing with um, some flare-ups with that. Um, just some things that have happened recently. I've been under a lot of stress. Um, sleep schedule's been thrown off. And any stress makes it worse, which is just absolutely terrible because then it's this lovely cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think a big part for me is remembering that this is chronic and it can be very overwhelming to think like this is my life essentially. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define who I am, but it I think about the person I would be if I didn't have it mm-hmm. and didn't wrestle with this, but it has it's honestly giving given me some of the qualities that I personally enjoy about myself like attention to detail that's a big one Um, good for painting and yes (laughs) and I think empathy has really um I I may not understand what everyone goes through specifically but I take the time to listen to people's concerns I want to get to know people's personal stories without judgment because I didn't even tell anybody I was dealing with OCD until senior year of high school and I remember I just broke down crying because it took me like an hour and a half to open a door because Mm -hmm. I kept missing the time when it ended in a five Mm -hmm. and it I still I still struggle with that like these thoughts I mean there are days where I do better with it and there are days where I find it very difficult to get out of bed and leave the house and um it it affects my everyday life and it definitely has affected my art. And one of the reasons why I fell in love with painting is when I am actively painting, I either don't have these thoughts or the time in between having these thoughts and compulsions is far, I mean, spread so much farther apart than if I was doing anything else. Oh, wow. So it really is, I mean, again, I've only been painting for a year and a half, but it is, it's truly changed my life. And I was terrified of painting um, growing up. Like, that's why I didn't, I didn't do it, um, is that it was so um, unpredictable. And I thought that it was actually going to make my OCD worse the fear that like I can't control this versus everything else that I can't control yeah and I just remember thinking like I that's why I wanted to do digital is because like there's an undo button I can do all of these different things like I can make it look just perfect Mm -hmm. and it's actually like healed you oh yeah and it's it's really ironic in that way but I remember uh, part of why I want want to become a professor today is I was, um, this was spring of 2020, right before the lovely um, pandemic, and I remember I was sitting in the classroom drawing and kind of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, and on the opposite side of the room, I saw um, there was a student struggling, and I remember hearing him say he was wrestling with his OCD while drawing, and I watched this professor handle it so graciously and he sat down with them and they kind of talked out, you know, what, what, what he was dealing with and 
the struggles he was facing, how to, you know, make these changes in his art. And I just remember I was sitting there and I was tearing up. And I think that's one pivotal moment where I realized that I think this is something that I want to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you so, realize you want to be a professor? Yes. I think that is one, that is definitely one of the moments where I've realized. And ever since then, like, I think I... I tried to deny it. So I grew up as a teacher's kid. And my mom was a teacher's kid. Like mm. people that teach K through 12. And so I was, I was always like, no, I don't want to teach K through 12, not doing it. And then I got to college and I was like, okay, this is an option. And I think after having that moment and talking with more people in, in the art department, I've realized that I honestly wouldn't want to do anything else with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I really have found my purpose in this and you know I've even had um you know students I mean my age that I've been able to you know help out and they're like I can really see you doing this and um just the encouragement I've received from that and people saying like I could totally see you you know in this in this position and I I always saw OCD as a barrier to what I wanted to be but I honestly think that it's one of the reasons why I have realized what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. And to be able to, you know, like this professor, sit down and talk to somebody in the way that I wish someone else would have sat down with me and not judged on, you know, these fears that are seemingly, you know, irrational. Just to sit down, talk it through, um, just encourage people in that way, specifically in art and just in life in general. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think I always saw OCD as the biggest hindrance in my life. And part of me would love to see who I am without it, but part of me knows that it's also what's made me. And I'm very appreciative of that yeah that's a really nice full circle yeah and it's funny like if I mean as like an uncertified therapist what I would have to say <laughs> is um no but really like what I would have to say is like you said at the beginning like and I kept thinking about it you said at the beginning that you were like doing so well but you were struggling so deeply and no one like saw it and so like painting is like what I would interpret from everything you just said. I mean, obviously it's healing you like physically, like it's allowing you to just not even have these intrusive thoughts, mm-hmm. but it's also a way for you to be like seen, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a way for you to be seen and in a way for you to move, like move through the OCD oh, and yeah. to move through it and just to be seen like, cause no one was seeing you. They were seeing like the things you were doing, but they mm-hmm. weren't seeing you you know, and like being so vulnerable, which you said was so like important in your practice Mm -hmm. and in your paintings, being so vulnerable in your paintings is a way for you to like be seen in like a really honest way from your own perspective, not someone else like writing your story, you know? Absolutely. And I think that, um, like it's been important to me for people to, you know, see me, not just the art, but it's also just deeply important to me as well to see other people Mm -hmm. and I think um the studio to me is a place where you know you have your business majors and science majors you know they have these connections but the art department touches on so many tricky topics and very personal areas of life because it's this place where expression is encouraged 
Mm-hmm. And I think it is such an amazing place just to be in a painting studio. And you have this access to someone's, I guess, deeper parts of their life. And I think one of my goals, especially after the concussion, mm-hmm. uh, a little ACA, ACP, <laughs> Um, is, you know, I, like, I see people that are very quiet, and I'm like, I was that quiet kid. I know that they, you know, they have passions, and they have struggles. I want to get to know them, and I... You're like, I want to infiltrate. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a human. Um, but I think just trying to um, encourage those relationships, and, you know, used to, it would be like, you know, maybe people would, you know, they know my name, they know, like, I'm, you know, I make a lot of jokes, things like that. But I want people to know that there's a deeper level, not only to me, but I also want to know who they are. You know, everyone, just the human experience in general. It's a two-way thing. And I I love getting to know people and just know the deepest parts of them and be able to encourage them in that. And our department's, you know, the prime place to do that. You're so right. That really being, I mean, and I guess, like, you can find that community, like, in any, like, I think the, the, like, the core of what you're saying, like, what I'm getting from it is, like, any art setting. Like, if you're, like, not in college, of course, like, maybe, like, any time you're, like, around these art friends or, like, in for us, like, being in school and, like, being able to be a part of the art department is really healing because I feel like art is also, like, a part of, like, you're healing your inner child. It's, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're doing something that's really unconventional. So you all have this, like, deep understanding of each other and each other's struggles. There are normally a lot of, like, neurodivergent and just, like, different people in the art department. Um, and, like you said, you're making work from, like, um, you're normally all making work from, like, a deeper place, at least than, like, writing an essay for, like, a historic event would be you know like mm-hmm. you're all having these like deep conversations and like making art together and like exchanging with each other being vulnerable but also um like learning from each other and I don't know I mean I totally am here for like I'm here for everything you're saying and like the art department is a really special place like like any art mm-hmm. facility like any art community because it is like a way to connect deeper with others um art is that's what art is it's connecting deeper with others and like and like what you're saying too about like you also care about the other person and art is definitely kind of like a conversation between two people even though one person can make it um it definitely does like at least create a conversation between two people um even if it is just like internally like someone's looking at your work and feeling something and hearing something from it um and i think that's really beautiful mm-hmm. and really special I think that, uh, you know, the art department is just this place where, like, brokenness is just on full display. Mm -hmm. It's important to me personally that, you know, at least I I go beyond, you know, critiquing technical parts of artwork, but also getting to know this person better, you Mm -hmm. know, through that. I I really, I value... It's like human connection. Yes. It's human connection. Yeah, I do too, and I always felt that way. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, like... I think that's why it was so, like, hard to leave and to, like, to graduate is because you graduate and then it just goes to, like, you know, it's, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's... You're still getting your master's. It's nothing. <laughs> that's why you don't graduate, everyone. Um, but, yeah, like, it kind of... I mean, not nothing. Like, I'm not saying there's nothing out there anymore, but, like, you don't have this set place and time that you're going to connect with people every day in this in this art field. 
unless you have that have found a work in that already but it's hard to find um it's really hard to find and so I think it's really magical and special um being able to be of any art community and that's kind of what the point of like honestly like on a side note, like even doing this podcast was like, it was a way for me to be able to talk with more creative people and even meet people too. Mm -hmm. Um, not that it was just about me, but like, like sharing, (laughs) sharing, sharing other people's voices and stories. And like, it's like a, it's like building that art community that I miss, Mm. you know, like it is, it's building an art community. Um, and like, I feel like a lot of, especially emerging artists, like they don't get to tell their story because they're just emerging and they're not taken as seriously or they're not, they're not valued yet to society maybe, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with obviously, but yes. like, it's the truth. Yeah, it is. And I've, I've totally been treated poorly um, in the art world because of mm-hmm. like my status in the art world, which is like non-existent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been treated poorly because of it and like gotten, I don't know, just not, like, I don't know, I've reached out for jobs and things like that and gotten, like, really unprofessional and, like, just shitty responses back mm-hmm. where I'm, like, if I was an important artist, you would not email me like that. I know yeah. I'm a nobody to you, but I'm not a nobody, you know? Well, you, I think, um, oh, what was it? It was, uh, I think it was a Van Gogh quote, but, you know, it's, like, you, just because you may be deemed as nothing now, you have this potential, and I think sometimes people don't see the potential they just see kind of what's right in front of them right which is really infuriating because there is truly so much potential out there and And i don't feel like anybody's tapping into it and they're gonna miss out like for real like on all like i just think of so many people that i mean every like artist famous person whatever origin story like whoever it is they all were like undervalued at the beginning no one like gave a shit about them and they we're like fighting to prove their worth. I mean, mm. like, but we're all like worthy already. Um, and I think, I don't know. I feel like the art department made me, or being in an art department, an art community in general, made me feel that like intrinsic worthiness that we like already have. But it made me feel that way. Um, maybe because we're all at the same level. Like, I don't mm. know, but um, yeah. I think. Uh- there's a quote, it's like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Yeah. Or it's like, you just because you're starting off doesn't mean that, you know, you, like, you're growing in this. And that, I mean, that goes for, like, I feel that about painting as well, is, you know, we all start somewhere, but not everyone's going to recognize that, which is the hardest part. Right. It, it's, it's hard because, like, we meet a lot of people at our beginning, like where we are right now, we're meeting them at our beginning, and we are going to fight to get to, like, what we want, but people just see where we are right now, like you're saying. And so it is a huge obstacle, especially in like the art world. It can be really gatekept and really like, Mm. and that's, I don't know. Yeah. It can be really gatekept and really hard to enter and really hard to be taken seriously. And I don't know. I think it's, I think the human connection is definitely a huge base of like what makes the art world worth it is like having this art community. Mm. Um, it is a special little group of people. Isn't it, it? Oh yes, <laughs> very special. You By know, special, I mean we're all in the DSM five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god. So Peyton, do you want to? I think I feel like I only. Is there anything that you want? I have like one more question. Do you have anything okay. you wanted to add before I ask anything? You don't have to, but like, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you're like, she's missing out? Mm. Uh, do my pierced ears look good? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I told you earlier. You lied to me? No, I told you earlier. 
I was thrown off by that question. I've been boosting her all day. She wanted me to boost her on the podcast just every too. Every time, I just can't believe you've done this. They look. Am- oh, I know. Yeah. I'm so shook. They look amazing. I want you to like take them out right now so I can put my earrings in. That even is though- not what I'm allowed to do. I know, but I want you to. I mean, okay, anything for you, Julia. <laughs> They're like an open wound. <laughs> Oh, man. If I think about it too much, I'm going to pass out. But we're fine. Uh, <laughs> no, they look awesome. Yeah. Uh, anything? I can't think of anything. You'll, you'll think about it during your intrusive thoughts Absolutely. at 3 a.m.? Yes. Yeah. I will text you. I'll let you know that we <laughs> I'm can like, do we a can part re-record. two. Yeah. No, honestly, I would already love to. And I'm, like, not even done. But, like, I would love to because, like, you're such a good speaker. Aww. I love listening to you talk. Okay, I kind of just first. I want to. <laughs> I just want to retire my. I'm like I'm gonna retire my podcast and let you run it. So oh like I love it. Well, hey, we should do this more often. That'll be fun. I would love this to. That'll be the only one. We can do more. Yeah. No. One thousand percent. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. I was gonna ask you. Um, my last question was kind of like looking towards the future. Like, what is your future? Like, I we've kind of touched on it. So like. It's kind of, may, kind of maybe repetitive, but like, what is your future dream career wise? Like, where are you in your art world and your art career? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's your kind of, what is your hope for, what was your like light at the end of the tunnel of all this? Mm. That is a good question. I didn't really think. I haven't thought that through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I have like, I've thought about the future, but it wasn't really until after the concussion, like I thought about like the rest of my life yeah situation right Um, and you may not have to know like the rest of your life i guess like that's kind of overwhelming and it's (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) just a little bit um but yeah i think um it's now i have had there is one dream that i've had um back in i guess that high school days is I want to buy a nice piece of land and create a place that offers art, music, and equine therapy on <gasps> one base. Almost so like I, a residency? Kind of. And so I'm thinking that, that that's more like a I've retired sort of situation versus not going through and doing that right now. Um, but yeah, I think pretty much finishing up undergrad, grad school, I would really love to get my Ph.D., think that is oh wow that is something that i yes that so i'm looking at grad school and further education is definitely on your goal list yes do you know is, what you would want a phd in like what you'd want to study i would like to do contemporary slash modern art history in europe okay so that's kind of where i'm at i'm actually doing some undergrad research right now concerning that so maybe i'll get published by the end of the year who knows um but yes, very much, you know, continuing education. Um, I think you would thrive doing all that. I, I think I would. I'm excited to kind of see like where it goes, mm-hmm. but definitely want to be an art professor. I, I mean, anywhere I end up, I just want to impact somebody like my professors have impacted me. Mm-hmm. I think that has been like if I could, you know, have a student that also wrestles with OCD, I would want to sit down with that student just like I've watched my professors do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also done with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just um, that kindness and compassion with that. Um, I really just want to embody, I think, the spirit of the UNGR department in yeah. me wherever I go or teach. That welcoming light. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I think as far as career goes, that's that's probably the biggest thing. Now, granted, I'm ADHD. I have impulses. Who knows? 
you'll, you'll be a tattooer at, oh at, at the Dragon's, Dragon's Den. Den. No, I'll probably end up as some sheep herder in Iceland. It's like, I haven't heard from Peyton in a while. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you know. But, um, but yeah, I think that's, I, I really, it's the, one of the first decisions in my life that I have felt both peace and excitement in. Like, I'm not really, I'm not overthinking all of the steps to get to where I want to be. It is something that I'm genuinely excited about, and I know deep down that this is what I was meant to do with my mm-hmm. life. And I, experiencing that for the first time is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, I, <laughs> when professors send out, you know, the syllabi and stuff like that, I shake from excitement, and it turns out not everyone else does that. Yeah. So that's been kind of a recent Yeah, you know, that discovery. makes me think you should get a PhD. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get so excited with school. Like, when my summer class opened up, I was up until midnight waiting for it to open up, and I went through and did, like, that's all the deranged. opening module stuff. And I, when I saw the syllabus, I straight up started crying. Like, I love... The UNG art department. I love school. I love my professors. Just everything about this is like this is the life I love. Um, but yes, that those are those are some goals in my life, and I have smaller things along the way. But those are those those are the biggest things. Yeah, for me, that's amazing. I definitely feel like like how you said you would love to impact someone's life. Like, I definitely feel like you're doing that already, too, which is mm-hmm. good to hopefully recognize. Like, even, like, that painting for Aaron and, like, the friends and the connections you've made, like, at UNG and, like, in the art department. Like, you're definitely affecting those people's lives and our lives in... Oh, you're doing that already in, like, such an impactful way that, like, you know, you won't be forgotten and you are impacting them every day you know like you definitely are doing that and I know that you mean it on a scale of like professor to student and this and that but I think you are doing that already so hopefully that's like a good encouragement oh, that is that yeah. is really encouraging because I, I I don't want to like wait until a certain point in my life where I'm like okay I'm right. gonna start being important now right right, you know, like right, I, right. right right now is very important and I've tried to you know stay in the here and now and appreciate it you know for what it is and I, I really try to be intentional and very appreciative of all the relationships I have in my life and also show that properly. You're really good at that for sure. And I think that it it makes other people want to do the same for you. Mm. Like when you were like, you said you were going through a hard time and I like sent you a letter because I was yes, like, that, I knew you'd appreciate it. Oh my gosh. I, I had no idea. Like I know. When you sent it, like that was, and it was so perfectly timed. I know. Like I finally got it and I. I was like, I need to send Peyton a little like, like, um, what's it called? Like pay. Not PayPal. No, I'm saying PayPal. <laughs> I mean, you could have sent me cash. <laughs> I, I, oh my god, PayPal. Oh, I sent you like yeah. a letter in the mail, and I was yeah. like, I feel like she need that would like literally make her day. Oh, it makes because I know week. that you would do that for me, and like I just was like, she needs this. Oh my god, and I, I really I haven't received much mail like that, and so like to get something like without like I didn't write you first, like yeah. that was just I wasn't. I know you didn't write that. me. It's crazy. It's so rude. <laughs> no, 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 but. I remember I was just sitting in my car reading it, and, like, I was just on the verge of tears. I was like, this is precious to me. And I actually had a hard time putting it in my keepsake box because I just kept looking at it. So it sat by your painting for for a little while. It's still there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when I, like, I'll take it out of the memory box and stick it back out, and I'm like, ah, Julia. (laughs) Julia Day. (laughs) 
I do have those. <laughs> That's amazing. That makes me really happy. My point in saying that is to show everyone how amazing of a friend I am, you know? No, but it was... <laughs> It was a show like I knew this podcast was all about you. I don't have like um I don't just like send letters to everyone, but like I just felt like this pull to do it for you because of how giving you are for others and makes like me want to give to you too. Like, oh, you man. know? That's so, so sweet. Aww. I love it. Look at us having a little moment. <laughs> a little moment. <laughs> we'll be back to verbally abusing each other in no time. <laughs> Within two minutes. Oh my god. Peyton, I appreciate you coming on here so much. Absolutely. You're so good. This is like the longest one I've ever done. It's one hour and 35. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the edit process is going to be dying. Yeah, and you're like, man, I love her voice, and then you're like listening to no, her. No, I like, love I it. This. I don't think you even said um once. Really? I don't think you... Did you black out when you were talking? Maybe. It was so good. We recorded the podcast already? <laughs> <laughs> I just arrived mentally. <laughs> no, but like... I just gained consciousness. I kept I'm like sorry. typing it. I kept clicking this, and I was afraid you'd be like, "Is she like rushing me?" But um, I, I, I wasn't. I was just like afraid that it stopped recording. So I'm like, "Does it have a limit? Does it have a limit?" <laughs> we'll find it to recording. But no, it's it's still recording. That's why I was doing it on like both, oh, and yeah. they're both are. A little missing anxiety. I just have to, yeah. I, it's literally just anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have so much anxiety. That doesn't matter. So, anyways, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Or like, like, like your, like where people can find you, Instagram, like a website or anything. And you don't, I don't know. Do you oh, have yeah. anything you'd like to add or like website, anything? Website, yeah. Just PeytonHolly.com, uh, H-O-L-E-Y. I'm also P-E-Y-T-O-N. Okay. Uh, so my name's a little bit weirder. I know. You know. Same. Such, such a quirky little girl. <laughs> uh, and then my Instagram is just Peyton.Holly. And then I have my Facebook, which is also just Peyton Holly. Okay. So fairly easy to find. So people can find Look you. Look up Peyton Holly. You can probably find me. Yeah. Track me down. Um, she has a white eyebrow. Yes, <laughs> I do. I do have vitiligo. Yes. One side of my face is has a little bit of skin color It's loss, so nice. But, and it took me a really long time to accept I'm obsessed it. with it. I was going to ask you. Um, I'm like, outside of the podcast, I was going to ask. Do, is it, <laughs> What's wrong do, with your face? Do, <laughs> no, no. I was going to ask you because I knew I figured it was yes. vitiligo. Is it... Um, do you have any other spots or is it, has it grown to other spots? It has grown. So originally I didn't have any white in my eyebrow or I'm obsessed. It looks so, so it cool. it started off right under my eyelid and then it spread to the rest side of my face. So it loops around here. And then I also have a patch that started when I was 16 on my right hip. Okay. So I never know like where it's going to pop up or if it's going to I think it's amazing. Or... It's like a painting. It's... Like I love it. I, it took me a long time to accept it but now i'm like hey it's an art marketing tool like i can use that no i think it is so cool and i'm obsessed with it and i've always meant to ask you like about it because i just think it's cool it's an autoimmune disorder but i'm more more problems (laughs) i I need more (laughs) i just didn't want you to be like i I didn't want to like offend you like i I don't know if you would take it weird like oh like they're asking about my (laughs) shit again (laughs) but i'm like well i'm on the podcast so like uh that's what it's It's about if i ask you weird things i want to be recording right like (laughs) i I want i want proof that i want legal proof (laughs) just start you're like did your dad ever love you (laughs) (laughs) like julia dude i just love it so much but anyway that was random kind of outside of art world but anyway thank you for joining me today of course anytime you did so well. Oh, really? Yes, you did so good. Oh, I guess I'll me. stop it. I'm sad, but you did so good. Thank you for coming. This yes, was like, ma'am. This was so amazing. I like, imagine me accidentally deleting it as I stopped.